the Live from Size Lounge, weekly conversations with alumni of Iowa State University. At the ISU Alumni Association, we strive to facilitate the lifetime connection of Cyclones everywhere, communicating, connecting, and celebrating Cyclone pride. This series is made possible thanks to the more than 43,000 members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org to learn more. Good afternoon and welcome to Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. Thanks for tuning into our conversation today on Facebook Live and Twitter. If you've missed any of our previous conversations with alumni, you can find those under the video tab on our Facebook page. We are able to bring you these each week thanks to the more than 43,000 members of the Alumni Association. If you're interested in supporting the association and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, please visit isualum.org to learn more. Our guest today is former Iowa State women's basketball player, Chelsea Poppins. Chelsea is a 2013 graduate of Iowa State with a degree in kinesiology and health. As a Cyclone, she was a fan favorite for the effort she played with each game, becoming one of just three players in program history to score more than 1,000 points and rebounds in her career. Chelsea was drafted with the 18th pick in the 2013 WNBA draft and would go on to play overseas for teams in Australia, Sweden, Lebanon, and Puerto Rico. Now she's back in Iowa, where she recently started CKP Athletics, specializing in training, mentoring, and camps with youth throughout the state. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? Good. I'm great. Nice weather here in Des Moines. Absolutely. So you're back. So you're back in Iowa. How are you? How have you been the last few months with the with the pandemic? I uh, it's been. I mean, I'm, it's been trying, as, yeah. I mean, as it is for everybody. Um, luckily, I don't have any kids <laughs> during this time. Um, right. Just my dog. So I've been, I've been training kids still, um, practicing the social distancing through that facility yeah. that we, I go through, but staying busy. Yeah. So you are from your native Iowan. You grew up in Applington, Iowa. So I know when a lot of people hear Applington, they think of the tornado that kind of moved through town. And I know that was a, during a Kind of a pivotal part in your life you were in high school then right yeah i was going into my senior year so what was that experience like going through that living through a tornado an ef5 tornado um <laughs> i mean it was definitely um like an like an eye opener it was difficult um yeah the place that i was in when it went through was a car wash and i was there with 14 mm -hmm. other people so mm -hmm. i mean it it only lasted about 30 seconds, but it's still kind of a terrifying thing to be through and go through, um, especially when you come out of that, the car wash and you see everything destroyed, like a bomb went off. Um, it's been a while. Your, yeah. This was your high school, right? Yep. That's so it. This was, so the, the, the football field and the high school took, were, were they completely destroyed or what happened with damage at your, at your high school? Um, yeah, the high school is pretty much destroyed. There's still, there's still like hallways and stuff intact, but I mean, it was falling apart for all over the place. Um, same with the rest of the town, but it's kind of crazy to see. You can still kind of see the path that it took um, with the new trees and it's very abrupt. Like my family, when they were entering town, like they yeah. didn't see anything wrong. And then he took one right turn and everything was just gone. 
and that I know that the town's really rebuilt from then. I know the football field and a lot of the facilities at the high school were completely redone, weren't they? Yeah, everything had to be redone, and then they rebuilt the school in a pretty quick time frame. Um, yeah. The whole town rallied around um, getting the school up and going, getting our football season going, and just getting things back to normal. Yeah. So you played at Iowa State from 2009 to 2013. What do you remember most about playing here at Iowa State? Um, more, like the cycle and magic, definitely the fans being able to go like to gas stations and hy and grocery stores and just be kind of recognized. People are like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and you're just like, hey. Then they want to talk about the game that you just played or something up and coming. It's just a very family-oriented community. Um, I mean, Iowa State's just all together, just every, the staff, um, everyone's so helpful and wants you to succeed as a person and as an athlete. So they're always willing to help you. But it, the fans definitely made it, and Hilton Magic definitely made it a special experience. So you, I know you were part of quite a few NCAA tournaments in your time too, right? Yeah, we made it to the NCAA um, every single year that I was yeah. there. Um, it was pretty cool my freshman year to be able to go in, make the NCAA tournament, make the Sweet 16 and play against UConn. I mean, we played against Maya Moore, Tina Charles, um, some of the best players, Brittany Griner came in the same class as um, me, Anna, Z. Um, it was pretty great. Was, was it kind of surreal to think that you came from such a small town in Iowa and you were playing at one of the, like you said, against some of the biggest, the best players in the country when you were here? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't really think about it <laughs> yeah. I, until people say something. I'm like, yeah, it's, I came from a very small town, but I came from a town that, I mean, already had four NFL players come out of it. So, I mean, I grew up with that Ed Thomas legacy of just like the work you put in is the, is everything that you get out and you're going to be successful if you put in that work ethic. And so, I mean, I was kind of just rolling with it. <laughs> Man, I'm just looking at the video that's playing now and you guys – you guys really had a lot of fans and they still, still to this day, the women's basketball team gets so much support from the fans here. What was that like to play in front of so many fans every night? It was amazing. I mean, we would go to places like in Missouri and there'd be like almost no fans in the stadium. And it really does change the atmosphere of the game and the players and just to have everybody else's energy contributing to the game and um, getting the wins and just rallying around like every good thing that we do. It, it really does make a difference. And I'm grateful that I went to Iowa State for that. Absolutely. I know, I know the crowd always cheered a little bit harder for you because one, you were an Iowa kid, but you also played really hard every night. Where does that drive kind of come from for you? I know you mentioned kind of the Ed Thomas mentality, the coach at, at Appleton Parkersburg, but is that where you got a lot of that from or where does that effort come from for you? Um. I'd say one, one, um, obviously it comes from my background, the blue collar way that I grew up on a farm. My dad's a farmer, my mom's a teacher. So they constantly always like, they instilled that work ethic in uh, me and my siblings. So that we had a good foundation for that. And then obviously the community that I grew up in, the Ed Thomas thing, faith family football and being a good person as well as a good player and putting in the work to succeed not just expecting things to come easily to you um I mean I was just I think I was just grateful to be surrounded by some 
pretty amazing people um, growing up. And then at Iowa State, every single one of the, my, our coaches, our staff members, they wanted me to succeed and they gave me the opportunity to, and like the opportunity to be successful in different areas. If I wanted something, I just had to reach out and talk to them about it. Sure. I, I'm sure a lot of fans that are watching probably just remember you from your playing days here. They may not have known where life kind of took you after graduating from Iowa State. Where did you ended up, where did you end up going after you graduated? I know you were drafted into the WNBA, but maybe where did life take you after you graduated from here at Iowa State? Um, it pretty much took me everywhere. <laughs> um, the, from Seattle to San Antonio to yeah. Poland, Switzerland, Sweden, Australia, Puerto Rico. Um, I had three knee surgeries. I got my MBA. Um, I've been went through two hurricanes, more natural disasters on my bucket list. <laughs> so I got a little, I got a little bit of everything in the last six, seven years since I graduated. Yeah. So you were telling me you you really played pretty much everywhere. I mean, you played in so many different countries: Europe, Puerto Rico. Where was maybe your favorite, your favorite stop among all of these? Uh, I always say like I like. Switzerland and Australia. Those are my two. Switzerland, I love the culture. I love the language and like it has German, Italian, French within the same country and they're different territories. So you can travel like 15 minutes and just be in a completely different culture and with completely different people. And it's just nice to be able to have teammates and friends all over the world. Um, I learned French while I was there. So I think it was just very, a very rich experience to be there. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Did playing with... Austin, Sorry, what? go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you can go. It's fine. Well, I was just going to ask how your, your time playing at Iowa State really prepared you for professional basketball. Um, I mean, Coach Finley, he's a, <laughs> he's a hard coach. And, I mean, he's a hard coach to be under. And he's a, but he loves every player and he wants to do the best for each and every one of us. And... I think without that, I would not have been as successful as I was. I wouldn't have made it to the WNBA. I mean, I came in as a freshman, and we didn't have any upper class really above us. And they, all the coaching coaching staff, like, forced us into that role. And mm -hmm. I was forced to step up. I came in as such a raw athlete, and Coach Finley will tell you all the time, like, she didn't know how to shoot free throws. <laughs> she didn't know how to play defense. Like, I was just athletic, and I don't think I really had. I wasn't, I was unorthodox, which is the best word for it. And like our Iowa State coaches, they shaped me into like, into the athlete and the person that I needed to be in order to have these experiences and go through what I did with knee rehab and be persistent, be adaptable, um, just be open to these experiences. And I have a nice picture of like me and Switzerland to win a championship. In I was going to ask like, you, what <laughs> Talk about this picture. Uh, <laughs> I was feeling it. <laughs> uh, we had just gotten done winning our um, Swiss championship, and it was a big, a big deal because they have another champ, another like kind of like playoffs earlier in the season, and we lost mm -hmm. it to the team that won. And so it was just like we got a revenge that game too. <laughs> so it was just like I've never been a moment where I was like an actual championship. So it's kind of fun just to get the trophy, get some champagne, pop some yeah. bubbly out there. <laughs> um, it was pretty awesome. That is cool. Um, so you you mentioned that you played in Puerto Rico for a short time, a couple stints in in Puerto Rico. 
And we talked about living through a tornado when you were in uh, Applington, but you also lived through two hurricanes when you were in Puerto Rico. What was that all like? Uh, it was definitely an experience. <laughs> I would not say I had the best luck in Puerto Rico since I tore my ACL the first time. Um, the second time, it was Irma and Maria that came through, and it was, it was like, it. I wouldn't compare it to a tornado because a tornado comes through and just. We were inland. We were in Iowa, whereas Puerto Rico is just an island, and everything, the power, no cell service, no water for a time. Um, like it was just terribly hot after a hurricane and bugs everywhere and it's just kind of an existence mostly because I was there for a month and the power was in and out after the first one mm -hmm. and I couldn't get a hold of my parents for a few days um, just to let them know that I was okay I mean I will say that I did sleep through the second hurricane because I was like because <laughs> part of me was just like I've already been through a tornado like if God wants to take me I'm ready <laughs> but um it I mean it was very eye-opening to see like five-hour lines waiting for gas to show up at a gas station that you didn't know gas was going to be at um, or if they'd even come. And then there was lines outside of grocery stores because there was theft, people were stealing. Um, a lot of people there live off of food stamps and you can't do food stamps during a <laughs> pandemic right after a hurricane. Um, it was just a lot. Um, just to be able to one talk is very humbling landing in Miami um, with power. I think the whole plane just cheered because they knew it was more of like a rescue mission. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I would imagine probably another one of the biggest differences is that language barrier between you and the people there and trying to communicate and everyone's kind of in a panic because nobody's probably been through something like that before. So was that maybe yeah. a bit of a struggle too? Um, not, I'm not really, I mean, yeah. we were with like a host family. Okay. And so it was, that was probably, it was actually, there's some good moments, like our host family and our neighbors, we would all rally, like they all came together at night and we would like share our food, have like, have some drinks, make some rice and beans and like do like just make simple things. And then they were like taking machetes to coconuts and fishing out of a lake. So it was like, it was still like a fun experience but it was very humbling um i was definitely really excited to get out of there because i didn't feel like i could help in the moment because everyone was just in devastation everyone was just trying to make it to the next day um me being in puerto rico was more of a burden than um, me staying and trying to help at the time most people that are your age really haven't been able to travel a whole lot you know most people are living in one state or they have a couple different jobs after they graduate, but you really have had, you know, you've explored everywhere almost. And so what really was it like for you to be able to play and live in these different, all these different countries and experience these different cultures? That must've been pretty cool. Yeah, that was probably the best part just to be able to one, get paid to travel and do play what, play the game that I love. Um, I got to meet so many great people, coaches, my teammates, just random international strangers that I met along the way, um, learned a different language. It's very eye-opening and gave me a different perspective, perspective on life coming from a small town and just changed my perspective entirely, like the way I interact with people, um, like just 
being more culturally aware that this little box that we live in in Iowa isn't just the only thing out there, which I think is very important for a lot of people um, as they start, they grow up, they have different experiences to get out and experience things outside of their comfort zone. And that's, I was lucky enough to have that. Yeah. I know you were also part of a, a mission trip to the Ivory Coast in West Africa through the Athletes in Action. How did you get involved with that? And what was that experience like for you? I was actually just coming back from an ACL tear. So I was almost done with my rehab. And I was looking, like, I, one, I felt drawn to, like, like dive into more, more of my faith and give back. And I've always kind of just wanted to, been interested in going on a mission trip. And I never had the time because I was constantly dive like in my pro career with basketball or a school or something and athletes in action kind of just came to me through a friend and I looked into it and um, I reached out and like everything just started rolling so smoothly with it um, the fundraising and everything it was just kind of like godly intervention like this is a great time like that was something that God wanted me to do and I went over there and that's just like a completely different world um, third world just humbling, um, going to an orphanage, just being there and seeing the poverty that most majority of them live in without water, clean water. Um, we just take so much for granted living here in the States and living in Iowa and even like the smallest things like clean water, we don't really think about here. And, but I mean, I'm like, it was a, Athletes in Action is a great organization, and I recommend it to anybody who would want to play basketball and um, bring that sport, bring their faith to somewhere abroad. So, you uh, you recently started CKP Athletics, which I know is something that you've been doing for a little while back here in Iowa. Talk about what you're doing with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> after. Sorry, words are hard. <laughs> After retiring from basketball, I did step into the corporate realm, and I, I I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as like being able to use the experiences and the tools that I have been given, and the journey that I've been on to give back to like young females, young athletes in Iowa. Um, like I wanted to mentor them. Like I wanted to like help guide them, gain, like help them use their skills and develop their skills. And so that's kind of the route that I took a leap into. <laughs> my my family is kind of just like, what are you doing? Why are you quitting your corporate job? I was like, because I wanted to do something I was more passionate about and impacting kids through my experiences was that. So now I, I train kids. Um, I coach them. I coached them one Christian this past year. And I'll go on to schools um, if they have me come in and I'll like this past, past month with social distancing guidelines, I've put on a few different camps and different schools and um, just brought in other Iowa athletes for these girls to look up to and talk to and ask questions and get feedback just so they know that this is something that they're capable of doing. Because yeah. I mean, when I went to AP, I didn't, I don't, like I would always say that like, I wanna play in the WNBA since like sixth grade. Yeah, but that's like when you're in a small town, like you'll get people kind of just laughing at you, like that's like as if it's a joke. Like you'll, yeah, dream big. <laughs> but it's nice to be for these girls to see that like it is possible. There are people who do it, and um, you just have to work hard. And it might not be the level of work that you're used to, 
um, you got to find discomfort, discomfort in order to be successful. So it's like, it's cool to interact with these girls and just let them know that like these things are possible for you as a female athlete, especially with the female empowerment movement going on um, in this day and age and just empowering these young small town girls to be able to follow and dream what they want. Cool. Well, you're coaching these girls, but somebody actually stopped by that coached you that wanted to say hi. Hey, what's up, Coach Finley? What's up, Pop? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How are good. you? Good. You look good. You look good. Thanks. So do you. Yeah. Yeah. Staying healthy. Some of these gray hairs are yours, you know. <laughs> Came from I think, you. I think majority of them are. <laughs> no, we're 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 all good. We uh, our players are here, and uh, strength coach started working them out. So. We're hopeful, uh, just like everyone else, waiting to see where the world takes us. But hey, Matt, what's going on, man? How are you, Coach? Thanks for giving us some time. What was it like, Coach? Coach and Chelsea? Um, it was great because you knew every single day. Unlike uh, a lot of kids, you're going to get her best every day. Uh, she came. Uh, her heart was open. Her eyes were open. Her ears were open. Uh, you know, she came to us as a raw competitive athlete and turned into a professional basketball player. And so much of that was, was her work ethic, uh, her drive, um, you know, undersized to play in the big 12. Um, but everything that we asked her to do, she did it. Uh, you know, you just saw her growth and, you know, not just her skills, but uh, her physical development, her, her leadership ability, uh, all the things that that every coach dreams of having. And I think because she was a small-town Iowa kid, uh, it related to our fan base. Our fan base, you know, are hardworking people who do their job every day, and, and they saw that in pop. And, and you know, she took more charges than, than any kid we've ever had and just did all the dirty work and, and never never complained about anything, fought through injury. Uh, I, I – I, I, I don't know that she ever missed a practice, uh, certainly no game. So uh, just one of those great success stories that as a coach, you love to see. And she also did it in the classroom, did it in the community. Uh, all the things that we talk about, what we want to be at Iowa State, pop and body that from, from start to finish. Yeah. I, I was telling her earlier, you know, she was really a fan favorite because of that effort that she put forward every night. That That probably was – contagious to a lot of the players and like she said you guys went to four ncaa tournaments with her right yeah I mean, and you're right i mean i think that it is contagious when when you're a teammate or you work with someone or anything you're involved in where the the person is putting in that kind of effort the sacrifice the kind of people that she had to play against um we were not the most talented team by far but we were maybe one of the toughest teams uh, our mindset was one that I think was driven by what pop taught them. And they saw that every single day. And, you know, you just, you just see the way that they fed off of her energy. And like I said, you know, we, we all talk about people want to do the dirty work. Everyone wants to be the star and everyone wants to get all the headlines, but most of us don't want to do the hard stuff. Uh, she did the hard stuff and, and it made us a better team. Uh, and like you said, I don't know that, you know, we've had a player that our fans were drawn to more than, than what Pop did and how she did it. 
Hey, Chelsea, what did you learn about, about coaching and just basketball as a whole from coach? Oh, everything. <laughs> like you said, I came in raw. So, I mean, majority <laughs> of the stuff that I learned, the way I teach, the things I teach, I mean, that's all Coach Finley. Like, everything from – also, I've, I've paid Coach Finley to say all these nice things. It was a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, like, everything I, from – what? No, did I get them all down? I – you sent them to me on your phone, so on my phone. I, w- I wanted to make sure I got them on there. <laughs> but seriously, everything from like telling telling kids to thank their parents and be grateful be able, for be able to like one, if people I train the lessons, I was like, they, the kids need to be grateful that they're able to have these lessons and just being able to say please and thank you, be grateful for the little things. Um, just working hard through everything, resting when you're supposed to rest, playing hard when you're supposed to go, like just understanding. And um, that's kind of like why I developed CKP Athletics because I want to help these kids develop themselves outside of the sport, not just in their sport. I mean, being a good friend, being a good um, daughter, everything else comes way before being a good athlete. Hey coach, we'll let you go. Thanks for stopping by. Pop, we love you. Miss you. Love, Be well. Love you too. Thanks, I'll man. see you soon. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was a little surprise oh, you... for you. <laughs> I know. Um, he's great. I was like, I was actually going to stop in and see him in the near future because I was going to pick up some posters for a camp that I'm running back in AP. Well, I figured you guys probably hadn't seen each other for a little while as we've been social distancing and thought it would be fun to bring him on for you. Yes, thanks for that. It's always great to see him. Well, as we wrap up here, I just wanted to let you kind of talk more, a little bit more about CKP and just about why you started it and why um, it's important for you to kind of give back to your community and in this way. Yeah, um, one, um, it's more than my community. I mean, it's just everybody in Iowa and all my, all the people that I've interacted with and people that I know um, and their kids. And it's, it's really fun to be back in Iowa because one, I do know it's nice that, that my name still carries weight at this time. Um, people understand that I played at a professional level and they understand that this is like my experiences, my resume. I may not have worked a corporate job for the last six years, but this is like, this is what I'm good at. <laughs> so it's just fun to have like an impact on these kids um, and be able to bring that to their school because a lot of times Des Moines is, like opportunities for basketball, club ball. I mean, a lot of times that's like an hour and a half away and some kids would drive like an hour and a half to get here. So these small small towns, it's hard mm-hmm. to have basketball reach them and have like these kids develop those skills because it's just not there for them. So mm-hmm. that's also another thing where why I go into these schools and bring other Iowa athletes into these schools just to like expose them <laughs> to these yeah. things. and. Um, I mean, it's just getting back and helping kids develop into better athletes and people. How much did your uh, your time at Iowa State studying here in your degree in kinesiology and health help you too now as you as you work with kids to train them and educate them? And I know you also got your master's down at Florida. How does how does the combination of those two things really help you as well? It's it's really cool to have both of them. I mean, I'm obviously I think a lot of my experience like kinesiology wise comes from all the rehab that I've done Mm. with my knees um I mean it obviously that's important but it's kind of cool to be able to relate to these kids and their injuries and kind of give them like little things to do because I've been 
maintaining maintaining my body <laughs> for a very long time. So I have all the tips and tricks and like I can help these kids outside of just, just playing basketball. Like if they're struggling mentally, um, the mental side is mental training side is something that not a lot of people speak on. And so like I'll talk to them about imagery or like through the company that I work with Empower. So the mentoring there and just telling them like it's more than a physical thing because a lot of kids struggle with the confidence building, um, free throws, being consistent. And it's just, it's cool. I mean, the business side is the MBA and I'm kind of just using it in my business right now and mm -hmm. my other job. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying busy, but it's really cool to be able to interrelate those and add that to these kids' um, experiences and my feedback that I give them. Awesome. Well, Chelsea, thank you for joining us. Thanks to Coach Finley as well for stopping by. And best of luck with your, with your new adventure here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.